Super Talk Mississippi media production. This week at South Carolina in the SEC preview, and here on the Welcome Home Beef Hotline is David Cloninger. He's been covering the Gamecocks for a long time now with the uh, Charleston Post and Courier. Start with sort of a big picture question. I don't think hot seat's a word we're going to hear a lot this year with everything that's been going on. If this was a normal college football season, would Will Muschamp be on a hot seat in 2020? Oh, sure. I mean, if this was going to be a normal season, I think you'd have to look at his record, which is 26-25 and 25 and a disaster of a 4-8 and eight season last year, and say, yeah, absolutely, he'd be on the hot seat. But you guys know we're in anything but normal. So barring a complete meltdown or some other act of God, he'll be back in 21. Let's, let's not talk about acts of God at this point, David. <laughs> uh, I don't want to see what's next. Um Ryan Alinsky was, was very uh, impressive uh, last season. I always thought that Bentley was a pretty good quarterback, but I, I was definitely impressed by, by what I saw from him a, as a true freshman. What's the next step for him? What, what, what do they want to see out of him in his sophomore season? Well, he just needs to get better. And the fact is, is that he was kind of forced to do a situation that he probably wasn't ready for last year. Uh, you know, the perfect world would have been to redshirt him, uh, but that was proved possible when Bentley went down in the opening game. So, uh, you know, Holinsky was very good at times last year. He wasn't so good at other times, but, again, he was playing hurt a lot of the time. He had a bad shoulder, a bad elbow issue. Uh, he had a bad knee issue. And then, you know, it, it, it really uh, kind of affected his game going forward. So they want to see him be a little more confident. They want to see him be a little more consistent. And that's not going to be easy to do considering the rest of the Gamecocks offense right now. But he's got some competition behind him to really give him a run from the starting position. And that might be what pushes him into being a true SEC I like the running back position in terms of, of, of potential. Marshawn Lloyd was a big-time recruit a season ago. And then South Carolina, if, if I'm correct, got some news today regarding a, a junior college transfer uh, coming in and being part of this 2020 class. What, what's the backfield look like there for, for South Carolina? Well, that's the thing. It's a lot of potential. Marshawn Lloyd uh, you know, was a guy that a lot of schools wanted and, and the big-time schools wanted uh, as well. And he decided to come to South Carolina. And Zaquantary White, a junior college and running back, did get cleared academically to come to school today. So he's going to be in there. Um, potential has to be the word because right now there is no proven production. Right. Uh, Kevin Harris and Deshaun Fenwick are behind Lloyd and maybe White. We'll have to see when he gets here. Uh, but, you know, they've done it in games. They've just not done it very often and against really big opponents. So they have a lot of guys that they really like, but none of them have done it in a game. And if you're going to lean on the run a lot, which you kind of have to because you don't have a proven QB or a lot of proven receivers, it's going to be trial by fire. So they're hoping that Lloyd, White, Harris, and Fenwick are the guys they're cracked up to be because if they're not, there's not too many other ways to turn. Do you like this team up front offensively? Do you like the front five? Uh, well, that's where the most experience is going to be. Uh, the offensive line is supposed to be the strength, and they do have a lot of guys who have been in the trenches and played well. And Sedaria Hutcherson over there at right tackle or right guard, he's going to be a guy that plays on Sundays and makes a lot of money doing it. Uh, the thing is, though, is as you guys mentioned, I've been on this beat a long time, and it seems like probably for at least 10 of those years, I've been saying the offensive line is going to be the strength of this team. And there's been maybe one time where that actually happened. So I'm a big believer in history repeating itself. Uh, you just don't know how it's going to be when they get there. But when they don't have anything proven at the skill positions outside of tight end Nick Muse and receiver Shot Smith, that line has got to be good. Because if they're not, they're going to get exposed early and often. 
defensively, it looks like there's a lot of good experience coming back. You, you know, a good number of seniors. I like J.C. Horn, but the guy everybody is going to have an eye on, obviously, is Jordan Birch. One of the most inter- interesting recruiting processes of, of the past cycle. You know, how good can this defense be? And then, by definite, I guess by by you know going through that, how good can Birch be as a true freshman? Well, the good thing about Jordan Birch is that he will play, but he's not going to be forced to start or forced to be an impact player right away. Um, you know, you can say that Jadavian Clowney didn't have to be that either, but he was so good that he was going to be. We're still waiting to see with Jordan Birch. Nothing against him because he is a big, strong kid, and he had a lot of eye-popping numbers, but he did do it at a private school here in South Carolina where his competition wasn't nearly the same as the kind of competition that Clowney faced when he was in high school. So the good thing is, is that they don't have to depend on Birch right away. He's got some guys around him and in front of him, like Aaron Sterling, uh, like Kier Thomas, who got, uh, he was supposed to be gone, but he had a bad hit last year that, that knocked out his whole season, and then Brad Johnson. So Jordan Birch is going to play, but he's not going to have to be that guy that they depend on, yet, so they can't afford to move him around a little bit. If they want to play him as that third down pass rusher, they can do that. Or if they want to put him with his hand in the dirt, in the dirt they can do that. Too. So there's a lot of options, and I think that there's nowhere to go but up for him. We're, we're talking about a couple of true freshmen here, you know, with Lloyd on offense and Birch on defense. That that it feels like South Carolina. They're not maybe not relying all the way on them, but this feels like a team that you know. Gosh, if if, if Muschamp could push through this year, he's got a. It looks like a solid a solid foundation for future success. You know, what, what's a reasonable expectation for South Carolina this year? <laughs> Well, don't ever say the word reasonable, reasonable. around <laughs> Columbia. You know, those two words don't even go together. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's tough to say just because, you know, last year everybody talked about the schedule, and it was brutal. So this year the schedule's not as tough because they dropped Alabama. Oh, and they picked up at LSU. That doesn't sound any easier to me. In fact, it makes it harder. So it's, it's one of those things to where you look at it and say, with all these freshmen, with all these guys that just aren't known or expected to contribute, you might look at six and six and say that's the feeling. Maybe seven and five on a good day. But the fact is, is that you know South Carolina under bus jam, they just haven't done it, and there's been a lot of excuses for that. There's been a lot of injuries the past couple of years. There's been the fact that he came into a really bad program at the time when a bunch of his rivals, such as Clemson and Georgia, were playing you know, some of the best football in the country. Still, though, they haven't really gotten that notable win outside of winning at Georgia last year, and they've had some just really head-scratching losses. So they've got to prove that they can beat the Kentuckys and the Missouris and the Tennessees consistently before they can even start thinking that they're going to hang with Georgia and Clemson and some of these other teams year to year. And that's what I say looking for this year. How about just go beat Texas A&M? Because right now they still haven't done it since they joined the conference. If they can somehow pull that off, okay, well, maybe you've got a, a little foundation to build on. Last question, and it would be about all the, these crazy times we live in. Do you think South Carolina and Clemson will play each other this year? Yes. Uh, you know, it might only be a four, five, six game season, but I have no doubt that Carolina and Clemson will find a way to get that game on the schedule. I mean, honestly, I think that if they were to say there's no way Clemson's going to be able to play it, Okay, well, that's going to save you a 30-point butt whipping. I mean, that's fine. No, no problem there. But they really want to play the game for the rivalry's sake to keep the streak up, that kind of thing. So if nothing else, 
I think that those teams will get together and play, and we'll see how the rest of the schedule shakes out. hope we see a lot more games than just that one. We'll see what happens. David Kloninger from the Post and Courier, man. Thanks so much for joining me. Good stuff. No problem, guys. Thanks for having me. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.